The COVID-19 pandemic continues to impact the world. More countries are applying restrictions to their citizens of when they can leave their houses. Borders are being closed. As we speak, the U.S.-Canada border is preparing to close itself officially for tomorrow, Saturday, March 21st, um, ensuring that all citizens um, from their proper country will be detained in their own countries. Uh, no non-citizens from, uh, from outside of Canada will be allowed to enter, nor in the United States either. And it doesn't look like things are getting any better. If anything, things are looking a lot worse. And exponentially worse, if you're looking at exact numbers. In Canada today, the COVID-19 outbreak grew beyond 1,000 cases for a total of 1,087. There were 214 new cases just today, Friday, March 20th. The most in one day in Canada since the pandemic was declared in March 11th. So with all this negativity going around, this panic, anxiety, with constant changes and restrictions, where can our optimism be found? Can we find anything good that could come out of this COVID-19 pandemic? Well, that's what we're going to talk to you about today on this podcast. That's right. Today's subject is about the environment and COVID-19. So without further ado, I will be your host today. My name is Kevin Hobie, and you are listening to the only podcast hosted by me. And this podcast is called A Mention with Kevin. So, like I've said, governments around the world continue to battle with COVID-19, implementing new strategies to stop or contain the spread of the virus. In the battle against COVID-19, countries around the world are restricting gatherings, encouraging people to work from home, and closing any public venues. Like I've said in past podcasts, Italy is now still under lockdown. All of these actions are having quantifiable consequences, particularly in our environment, scientists believe. So with all this about uh, all this information coming out in terms of uh, cases being spread and deaths emerging because of this virus, we can find a little positivity and how our environment is being impacted by COVID-19. The change was first noticed over in Wuhan, China, the city that first reported incidents of the new coronavirus. Satellite observ observations found that nitrogen dioxide levels had dropped by 10 to 30% between January 1st and February 25th, the time uh, that the virus was impacting the city the most. 
Nitrogen dioxide emissions are produced by cars, trucks, and power plants, among other human-related activities. While nitrogen dioxide is also produced naturally, it occurs for just 1% of total emissions. While some of the reduction has linked to was been linked because of the Chinese New Year celebrations, when pe people are home for the holidays, away from work, what surprised scientists was the fact that after the holidays occurred, nitrogen dioxide emissions didn't rise. The average number of good quality days actually increased 21.5% in February compared to the same period last year, according to China's Ministry of Ecology and Environment. From February 3rd to March 1st, CO2 emissions were also down by at least 25% because of measures to contain the virus. It was also reported by the Center of Research and Energy and Clean Air and air pollution research organizations. As the world's biggest polluter, China contributes to 30% of the world's CO2 emissions annually, so the impact of this kind of drop is massive, even over a short period. The researchers estimate it is equivalent to 200 million tons of carbon dioxide, more than half the entire annual emissions outputted by the United Kingdom. And that is annually. A fall in oil and steel production and a 70% reduction in domestic flights contributed to the fall of the emissions, according to researchers. But the biggest driver was the sharp decline in China's use of coal. You see, China is the world's biggest producer and consumer of coal, using its, this resource for 59% of its energy in 2018. As well as running power plants and other heavy industries, coal is also the sole heat source for millions of homes in vast rural areas of China. The country's major coal-fired power stations saw a 36% drop in consumption from February 3rd to March 1st compared to the same period last year. But these uh, observations weren't the only thing that had appeared to drop. Particulate matter, 2.5, a fine particulate in the atmosphere linked to serious health issues was also reduced. This is a particularly good news for those living in China. The country has had some of the worst pollution in the world, which is responsible for killing more than a million people annually. The United Nations estimates that globally, roughly 4 million people die each year because of the air pollution. So it looks like China will be breathing a lot fresher air, and it's all due to this virus, strangely enough. But China isn't the only place where it's affected. Obviously, Hong Kong will be absorbed by China, uh, but its neighboring Hong Kong saw some air quality increase improve as well, since parts of the city were shut down to fight the COVID-19 spread. Key air pollutants dropped by nearly a third from January to February, according to data from Hong Kong University School of Public Health. 
Modern stations in the busiest areas of Hong Kong include Central, Caseway Bay, and Mong Kok revealed that the fine particles pollutant, 2.5, decreased by 32%. A third, while larger particle pollutant, PM10, fell by 29%. And that nitrogen dioxide was reduced up to 22%. Pollution in Hong Kong is mostly caused by motor vehicles, marine vessels, and power plants around the Pearl River Delta, the government said. So these observations can not only be seen within Asia of Hong Kong and China, but they've also been seen and reported by NASA in Italy. As we know, Italy has been one of the hardest hit places for this COVID-19 virus, with many deaths actually more deaths now surpassing that of China, the birthplace of COVID-19. So, the European Commission's European Center for Medium Range Weather Forecast showed a significant drop in nitrogen dioxide in Northern Italy. Because of its geographical location, Italy's north, which includes the Lombardio region, home of the country's second most populous city, Milan, is considered one of the worst cities for air pollution in all of Europe. The European Space Agency also used the Copernicus satellite to measure nitrogen dioxide over Italy. It found that nitrogen dioxide decreased by 10% since the lockdown began in the region. And these are just immediate findings that we're, we're observing right now because the lockdown is still in effect and this data is still being collected and is very recent. So after looking at all this and all this information, can a lesson be learned by the results? Well, I think we should not only take this time to appreciate things that we take for granted, like health and family, but be mindful of how our lifestyles affect our earth and more importantly, the environment. Sometimes we're not looking and we're not observing how our purchases can really affect the environment and other aspects. And that I, I, I believe in manufacturing in a large way has a lot to do with this. We don't see the whole creation of an object or of a product. And therefore we don't see all the gases, all the chemicals being released for when we purchase a product. Can we see by changing our personal habits and industry prior priorities that we can have kind of that trade-off of cleaner air to breathe, less particulates in the air? That's something that I think we should really look into a lot. And so it's interesting to see this contrast that we're able to see all these new findings due to this virus, technically shutting us in to our homes so that we're not spreading something so immediate. But this also got me thinking. By observing how we're attempting to resolve an issue like COVID-19 and seeing its effectiveness of very uh, quick put together lockdown measures, guidelines and social distancing and its effectiveness, maybe we can think about using that same type of urgency for a subject like climate change. Something that 
like we've I've already reported and talked about at the beginning of this piece, air pollution kills one million people annually. If people saw that, this virus has has not killed that many people. Um, it's still within the thousands range, but if people could see the, the impact that climate change also has on our direct health and our, our health later in in life, maybe it would change our minds and how we act and how we purchase and how we live our lives. And so I throw that question out to you. Do you think that by changing our lifestyles or taking this time to kind of reevaluate the things that our economy finds proprietary, that we should maybe change our way of life? Or do you think we should continue doing what we're doing right now? Let me know, I'd really like to know. Um, you can hit me at my Twitter, which is at Kevin underscore Hobie. I'd love to get your thoughts on how we can look at these ideas of coronavirus and how it affects the environment and really ask these hard questions and look at the data that comes with it. I'd like to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. As always, if you're interested in checking out some of my other videos or um, some of the other content that I make, you can check me out on YouTube. Just type in Kevin Hobie at youtube.com or Studio Kevin, and you should be able to find two of my channels. Uh, you can check out more episodes at Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify by just typing in a mention with Kevin. I want to remind you guys to brush your teeth and floss. Remember to practice safe uh, hygiene, ensuring that you're washing your hands, you're keeping social distancing from your neighbors, and you are uh, preventing yourself from taking any unnecessary travel during this coronavirus times. So I just ask you to be safe. And as always, I'll see you on the next one. Good night.